And this month's Where Did the Road Go is sponsored in part by Allison Cook, Super Inframan, and Eric Hervin. Thank you all so much for your support. And if you want to become a patron and help support Where Did the Road Go, you can do so at wheredidtheroadgo.com. It's only $3 a month. You get extra content all month. You can also support the show through donations off the website or pick up some merch. All available at www.wheredidtheroadgo.com. Transmission start. Welcome to Where Did the Road Go? Join us as we wander off the path and explore lost history, consciousness, the paranormal, unexplained mysteries, alternative thought, and much more. We are present on the web at wheredidtheroadgo.com. Now here is your host, Soraya. Welcome to this edition of Where Did the Road Go? And tonight I have with me Justin Williams. Hello there. Hey, Soraya. What's up, man? How you doing? And uh, you had me on your podcast. Uh, remind me of the name. Yeah, The Hidden Gateway. That's what Hidden I thought. Yep. Yep. Back in, I believe it was March, man, that you were on the show. And uh, great show, man. Great, great show. is really, uh, you know, good time. Uh, we we had an open floor, man. It, it, any and everything went. We got it. We had some great conversation. Yeah, and I very much enjoyed being on the show. And uh, you've had a bunch of experiences, so uh, I wanted to bring you on here. Plus, you have a book coming out soon, so this is uh, the time. <laughs> this is the time. You said it, man. So uh, tell people first of all, tell people about your podcast, Hidden Gateway. Absolutely. So the Hidden Gateway podcast. I actually started it. Uh, back in December of 2020, so coming up on my my one year anniversary here in a in a couple months, and uh, it's a podcast where we explore the unknown. Um, I, I talk a lot about uh, what's going on in the world today. Um, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm really based in truth and uh, real life talk. You know, um, I've been very fortunate. Uh, you know, things have, have have gone well with the podcast. And for me, it, it was really kind of stepping outside of my uh, my, my my comfort zone, if you will. Right. Because uh, I guess by nature, I had always been this guy that was somewhat of an introvert, kind of laid back and chill. And, you know, if someone would have told me back in, say, 2019 that you, Justin, would be <clears throat> hosting a podcast next year. I'd be like, yeah, right. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, man, it's it's been a a heck of a ride, a great experience. I've had some phenomenal guests such as yourself on the show. Um, it's It's been good, man. It, it's been really good. I, I, I had the, 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 the privilege to, to interview uh, Dr. Robert Malone a uh, couple, couple weeks back. And, uh, you know, as you may know, he, he is the uh, one of the uh, co-inventors of the um, mRNA technology that's used oh. in vaccines and specifically the uh, couple of the COVID vaccines that are out today. And, uh, and you know, um, it's, it's been a wild ride, man. Nice. Now, uh, we were talking just before we started, you've had paranormal experiences in your life, but not until recently. Yes, that is correct. So, you know, obviously last year, you know, when the, uh, the pandemic hit, et cetera, uh, you know, the world went in, went into panic mode for, for good reason. And uh, it was it was a hard year, man. Uh, and it still is it's still hard for a lot of people. But 
Um, and I don't and, and what I'm about to say, I don't want to take it away from, you know, take anything away from what people have, have experienced due to, due to COVID and the pandemic. But Soraya, I can honestly say 2020 was literally the best year of my life, man, the best year of my life. And I say that because I first got laid off from my job in March, you know, yeah, yeah. of course, most people be like, oh, damn, you know, what do you mean? 2020 is the best year of your life. You, you got laid off and you went through all this. But, you know, I, I'm of the thought that nothing happens by coincidence and everything happens for a reason, man. And so I, I got laid off. So here I am, like millions of other people just sitting in the house, not knowing what's 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 next. You know, here we are on this this new new normal, as they call it. And uh I, I was led to start meditating, man. You know, um, now I, I believe in God. I, you know, I was raised in the church. I was one of those kids that had to go to church, literally had to go to church like three, four five times a week, man. My mom, man. She, uh, she she raised us in the church. We grew up Pentecostal and uh, had some pretty, pretty unique experiences uh, as a young kid in church. But, uh, you know, just fast forward to, to 2020. Um, I, I believe that something higher, uh, you know, whether it be God or, or Archangel or something guided me to start meditation. So I, I did some research and I started uh, the gateway meditation, the gateway experience. Uh, are you, you familiar with that? No, I'm not. OK, so it's this guy named Robert Malone uh, who, who started uh, this meditation um, and, uh, this was like back in 72. Are, are you familiar with Tom Campbell by chance? Yes. Uh, the, the, uh, what, uh, my big toe series yes, and yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this guy, so Tom Campbell learned from this guy. Right. And so this was started back in 72 and, uh, you know, it's this meditation where you can have out of body experiences, right? He teaches you how to do that. In fact, in fact, the Monroe Institute is, is, uh, today even oh, though okay uh, Mon- all right the guys huh yeah now it just clicked who you're talking about yeah robert monroe yeah 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 monroe i said malone i apologize uh monroe monroe yeah that that's what it is um so yeah i, I started this meditation soraya and i mean pretty much instantly man it was it was just you know life-changing it it i don't know if you know the best thing for me to say is it raised my level of consciousness or what but i started doing this meditation and i started having these out-of-body experiences i i had these um situations where i would where I, I seen like entities and actually battled the entity entity with the help of a of an archangel specifically archangel uh metatron hmm. uh i also i don't want to say i developed psychic capabilities because i've always been aware that i i've had you know i've, I've been 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 psychic uh, you know, when I, when I think back on certain situations in my life and just different experiences. But I, I think what happened was I became even more aware and, and just kind of in tune with with self and, and higher beings. And I, uh, you know, uh, that that came about and I started doing uh, psychic readings. I, I joined this Facebook group. I, I had to interview <laughs> with these two, with the, with the owners of the group. And they they, they pretty much tested me, man. And that was like a 20, 30 minute interview. And, it, you know, I, I did good. And, you know, I started doing these weekend readings, man. And uh, then I, I learned that I had a gift of telepathy as well. And uh, then I, I it came to a point where I had to learn how to deal with fear because all of these new changes were going on. And then what I like to call the spirit led me to go skydiving. And I did that back in August. 
And uh, that that took me to another level and then was led to start my podcast, The Hidden Gateway, uh, which I started. And, and it's just, you know, it's just doing doing really good, better than I could even have ever expected. And so now I've been in this place where I'm, you know, just manifesting my life and, and, and you know, doing what I call good works here on here on Earth. Oh, I forgot to mention I also had an ayahuasca. Uh, experience as well. This was back in April, and man, we can get into that as well. That was something else. I, I live in the uh, the Phoenix area, and I found this group that offers uh, uh, these uh, ayahuasca ceremonies, three night ceremonies in the desert in Tucson. So I signed up and I did that. And uh, the best way for me to describe that is, I literally walked with God for three nights in the desert. Man, we were we were under the stars, and it was my first time ever doing it. And uh, man, yeah, phenomenal experience. But I, I can definitely get into details of all that, man. Man, you just you just jumped in head first with this stuff when you got into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, <laughs> man. I was like on full go pedal, pedal to the metal, man. And uh, you know, and I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want people to think I'm talking it up like it's. Oh, I've just had this most wonderful life over the last eighteen months or so. Um, one thing I learned that. Is, is that everything is, is duality, right? There's the positive, the negative. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've definitely gone through the darkness, man. And I, I don't um, I, I don't want to say that uh, it, it was easy, but I, I've come to realize that it's necessary for growth, man. You know, oh, and yeah. uh, I, I guess that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> and that, that's the thing. You, you need that. You need something to struggle against or why would you move on? Exactly. Exactly. So that that's been my journey, Soraya, over the last eighteen months. In a nutshell, um, man, and it's it's been it's been crazy, man. And I, I'm just loving the experience, man. It's for me, it's all about the experience. And but um, just circling back to to your 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 initial question, man. Yeah, I, I've definitely had some uh, some paranormal experiences. Um, you know, especially during meditation, man, where I've, I've had these out of body experiences where I've, I've gone to, into the spiritual world and and, and seen and, and learned some some different things here. So um, it's it's been I mean, I don't even really have the words for it, man. It's, I'm still just like, wow, you know. So so how how quickly did you find yourself out of body when you started meditating? Well, it, it wasn't immediate. Um, it it was probably man at least I would like to say at least four to six weeks maybe even up to eight weeks. Um, I remember the very first night I, I did the gateway meditation. You know I was really nervous, right? And I was like, oh man, I didn't know what to expect. I, I, I thought I did, but um, I, I did have I did not have an out of body experience my first time. But I, I did have an interesting experience. I I went into my closet, and by the way, I, I have. You know my sacred space, which is which is my closet right now. And what I've done is I, I built an altar there, right? I, I got into uh, working with crystals, and um, you know, obviously work with Archangel Metatron, as I said before. So I have like a a, a, a Metatron crystal pyramid. I have this Metatron um, cube hanging in there. So it's, it's just just all laid out there. I have a I have a sword in there, you know, for cord cutting. But uh, first first time um, I, I did the meditation, I did it. I was like, you know, it had me real, real relaxed and first time meditating. And, you know, I, I wasn't able to stay focused. But when I finished up and I came out of my closet, I saw these, I guess the best way for me to describe, to, to describe them are these like red 
circles everywhere, like all around my room. Like orbs? Yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the best way to describe it. Like everywhere, man. There were so many of them. I saw them, my wife was sitting on the bed when I came out. Like they were, there were like one or two on her. I'm looking in the in the freaking, you know, the ceiling on the wall, and I was like, oh my god, man, <laughs> what is going on? Could she you know, see it any kinda, of them? Kind of freaked me out, but because it was different. But I was like, okay, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> could, could your wife see any of them? No, 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 no. Now she has some some uh, special abilities, gifts as gifts as well. She's she sees spirits, uh, but no, she did not see the see the orbs. Okay, yeah. I mean, balls of light are are so common, like with all paranormal experience. It's one of those those uniting factors that lights are involved in all of this stuff. Yes, yes. And and for me, you know, I, I, I'm definitely into to energy. Right. Every you know, everything is energy and. When when you when you you know when you do what I do and 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 you know man because I I get into it I have my sage I have my incense I have my uh, my sweet grass I have I do these rituals every day um, you know I mean there there's good and evil or whatever you want to call it out there right mm-hmm. uh, positive negative uh, you know for me personally it's very important that I stay grounded in the light you know very important very important that I stay grounded in the light because. Uh, I definitely know if I don't do that and, and focus on the light or, or God or, or whatever you want to call it, um, things uh, definitely will not go as planned, <laughs> you know, the way I, I want them to go. It's not for me. I mean, that you know, different things, different show for diff- different folks, as they say, but, you know. Well, yeah, this uh, th- this type of a journey is very individualistic. It's It's never the same for two people. Right. That's true. That's true. Yes, sir. And and how much do you think that the church upbringing has has uh, filtered like how you're perceiving this stuff? Well, the good thing about the church upbringing is, you know, I obviously grew up believing in God, so I always had in my mind that there was something out there somewhere uh, that uh, that is a higher power, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, not that I had a full understanding of it, and I still don't. I don't think no one does. I don't think you can. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Exactly. But again, you know, I always knew it was something out there. But with this, because I because I was raised in the church and and then had that mindset and had an experience as a youth in the church that you know I I, I can't explain where where I felt this this power in my hands when I was being prayed over by by a minister that made the acceptance of my current experience easier to process, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, okay, I'm a little loony, I'm going nuts, you know, because of the past experiences I had. Like, and I, I can like, I, I feel these energies and I, I think back when I was going to church, I, w- I would feel feel this energy in, in the church at certain times during the service. And uh, so I kind of always knew there there was more to it than, than what we see, um, you know, uh, before us w- yeah. with, with our eyes. So it just made that transition, I, I believe, a, l- a lot easier. So, hmm, Okay. So when, when you say you, you felt the energy when the minister was praying over you, what was going on? Yeah. So, you know, at, at our church, at, right at the end of the service, we, we had what's called an altar call, where the minister invites anyone up who needs any type of healing or prayer uh, to come to the front of the church right near the pulpit, and then they they pray over you, where you know the pastor and and his and his team, his team of ministers, and uh, 
So I, I wasn't gonna go up. I'm like, no, man. I was like maybe 12 or 13. I was in middle school, and I'm like, I'm I'm not going up there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm ready to be done. We were already <laughs> been there like two or three hours, but I just kept have I just kept having this nudge, this pull, like go up there, man. You know, just just go. And I you know I ignored that, but it got to the point where I could no longer ignore it and just like, okay, maybe. I'm just going to do this, you know? So I went up there, the guy, he starts praying over me and we're just standing there. And I'm like, okay. And I'm praying. And after about 10 minutes or so, I get this feelings and this feeling in my hands, you know, uh, it felt like my hands probably doubled in size and it felt like they were this, I guess the best way for me to, to uh, describe it, Sarai, is they were rays of light. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you know, he finished praying over me and I had my eyes closed the entire time. And when he stopped, I, I looked at my hands and it was as if my hands were doing this like a wave motion, you know, and I just kind of jumped back. And the minister said, minister said, man, are, are you OK? And I said, yeah. And then I just turned around and, and sat back down. So that, that like really freaked me out a bit. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I'm just like. 12, 13 year old kid looking, you know, feeling this energy, this like light energy in my hands. Like somebody just freaking hooked me up to a battery charger. And then I look and I'm, I'm seeing like my hands like waving, like yeah. doing a wave, like, like an ocean wave. It was, I was like, wow. So um, that was another experience that I, I said, wow, okay. Yeah. It, it's something, something more to this something more than this reality that, that we know of. It's like, okay, I've been told about God and all this time for, for X number of years, but now I'm starting to have these, uh, I don't know, paranormal experiences, if you will. You know, and I start to question a lot of things. Is it God or is it me? Is it God or is it me? And, uh, it, it was definitely, definitely God or, or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we may be all shards of whatever God is. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great point, man. Would you say that we uh, we are like pieces of yeah, God? Is, is, it, is that fair to say? I mean, that's, that, that's definitely a, a, I mean, everything's on the table, really, when you think about it. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we could be just pieces of a larger consciousness, and, and our ego gives us that, that sense of self here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said, well said. And a big part of it for me, man, has just been been managing managing fear. And, and that's why I'm so grateful that I went um, went skydiving last year because uh, that I learned so much about myself, man. You know, after after doing skydiving, you know, I felt like probably the, the, the baddest man on the planet. Right. You had this high for several <laughs> weeks and then then that goes away. But you're still feeling kind of good. And then, you know, fast forward uh, another maybe six months or so, then I had this I, this ayahuasca experience in, in the desert in Tucson, man. And that was that was tough, man. Probably one of the most challenging things I've ever done in life. It was uh, it was life changing. That's what it was, Soraya. Uh, if, if it's done right, it should be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was it was about uh, 30 or 40, it was about 40 of us, 30 or 40 of us. And uh, we were with the shaman and, and his crew. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, man, it, it was something else. Um, did, did, it so, make, did, well, it, did it make you sick? No, it didn't, man. That was the crazy thing about it. I was literally the only person there who did not purge. Like literally after the first night, a couple people came up to me and they said, 
man, is, is this shit? How many times have you done ayahuasca? I was like, this is my first time. And, and they were like looking in shock. But all <laughs> night, because we, what we do, we would we arrived at the at the site at about seven o'clock, but the ceremony didn't start till midnight. So once the ceremony started and, and, and the thing is that the newbies go first. And uh, once the ceremony starts, uh, um, you know, you're, you're there till about seven, eight o'clock the next morning. Right. But I, I went up, I, I took my first cup, you know, went back to my sleeping bag. I'm laying down 30 minutes past. I'm like, I don't feel anything. So I get up to go use the, uh, the porta potty out there, man. I use the bathroom. And then, uh, this is probably, uh, at probably about the 45 minute mark. Now I remember coming out the porta potty, I closed the door and then I feel this, <laughs> like this jolt of energy going up my left arm and, and then like my right side of my head and down into my shoulder. And it was literally like I could feel my blood flowing. I said, okay, that's different. Okay. Maybe it's starting to kick in now. So I go back to my sleeping bag. I lay back down. I'm looking at the stars. And then all of a sudden the stars start, they start to dance, right? Like literally the stars are dancing, man. And I started laughing and then, you know, something came to me <laughs> It said, uh, you, you can control them, right? So I started making them dance, and then I started making them dance together. And they were, like, closer than, you know, you look up in the sky and you see the stars. They look far away. But they were much closer, you know. Um, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. And then from there, I, uh, I had this experience where I started hearing these, these uh, like, demonic-type voices, and uh, it was almost as if the the voices were able to to throw themselves in any direction simultaneously, which is very interesting. And from there, I found myself in what I like to call an underworld, man, where I it, it almost looked like a a, a, a dirty, um, very dirty uh, subway station, underground subway station. And I, I heard a lot of moaning, a lot of crying, a lot of. Uh, a lot of illness, a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of people <laughs> that that needed help, you know. Yeah. And uh, then I heard this voice, which which I believe to be God, and said, um, "These are people who had opportunities when choices were presented to them." Because I started to feel sorry for them, and you started they to said, I started to feel sorry for them. Oh, okay, all right. So then I heard this voice again, which I believe would be God and said, no need to feel sorry. They had this, they had some of the same opportunities that you had. They just chose to make their, their decisions. And, and now um, they, they are suffering because of it. And he also told me something similar when I, when I heard the purging going on all night long. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was something else. Yeah. Uh, but my, my, my first lesson uh, night one, my lesson was, uh, there's spiritual warfare going on, uh, not only in the spiritual world, but obviously in the in the f physical physical world as well. So that was my lesson from from night one. Okay, and wh what did, what happened on night two? Man, night two was uh, my lesson from night two was uh, <laughs> was love, man. That that we're all connected, right? right? Like we're we're all connected, whether it be you know the animals, uh, humans. Um, everything nature we're, we're, we're all connected uh, you know so uh, the father spoke to me <clears throat> during the, the, the next morning 
And he said, uh, he said, what do you say? He said, look in the look in the sky. When the rain falls, it hits the leaves on the trees and then goes into the ground to help that same tree grow or, or something along those lines, man. Something along those. I, I can't remember it verbatim right now. Right, um, right. But but it is. I, you know what I did? I, I made a video um, and it, it's on my uh, my YouTube channel, the Hidden Gateway Podcast YouTube channel. So, um, again, it was in the desert and then. Each each morning, uh, we would go back. I would I had a hotel for a couple of days, a couple of nights. So I would go back to the hotel. I took a couple of spiritual books with me. I cut off uh, all communication from the world. Shut my phone off. Didn't watch any TV. And I just stayed in prayer and meditation for those three days, and uh, just just read those spiritual books. And it it made it even more challenging because I I fasted as well, and. Uh, my body was was primed for that because I started doing intermittent intermittent fasting uh, during 2020, you know. And as I got on the road to 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 go to Tucson, the spirit spoke and said, "Don't eat do not eat anything again until the morning till Monday morning, you know." And this was a Friday afternoon when I was you know heading heading down to Tucson, so I didn't have anything, man, but but water for those three days, so. Um, it was it was crazy. But, but just circling back to your question, uh, night n- night two was was just all about love and unity and, and how things are, how things should be. You know, it was a real eye, eye opener. And, and a lot of it I, I already knew just just because of, of what I believe in research. But um, it was just so real. I, I got back to my to my car and <laughs> I just I just broke down and I was literally rubbing it and thanking my car for being dependable you know that's just where i was in that moment man <laughs> I, I i occasionally thank my car for being dependable <laughs> i mean it was like i was like oh my god we're, we're connected we're, we're one thank you i love you car <laughs> <laughs> and then what did night three hold for you oh man night three was a battle man it was a battle by that time man again had been fasting for a couple days um you know cut off communication from the outside world i'm at that point i was like i'm so ready for it to be over with and and again man these these nights man you know were were like again the most challenging thing because everything i experienced and that i had going on around me the entire time i had to stay focused on God, man, I, I did. I did. And, you know, I believe in God, but I, I just also want to make it clear, clear that I'm not some type of religious dude. Yeah, I was raised in the church, but man, I stopped going into the church years ago. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not like, you know, this Christian dude. I don't I don't claim to be a Christian. I don't claim to be anything. In fact, because of everything I've been through and experienced the last 18 months, I tell people all the time, I feel closer to God than ever. So I let go of all that. And now it's like I found this new sense of freedom. But again, night three was such a challenge. It was like, you know, each night was like you're just dealing with so much mentally. And because I was fasting, it was also physical. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I want to go home. It gets cold as I don't know what in the desert. I didn't know that. I wasn't properly prepared. I had to like go to Walmart like after night one and get some extra, you know, uh, clothing and stuff for the, for the next two nights, man. And so, you know, it was just so much like chaos going on around me. And 
you know, all these other 30, 40 people that were there with me. I'm hearing all this purging going on. I'm hearing all this crying going on all night. I'm hearing all this yelling and screaming going on all night. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing all this, all this chaos, man. But yet and still, I felt protected because I, I had to stay connected to what I know was my comfort. And that's the light, the father. So the way I, I liken it to is, I was in the eye of a storm, eye of the hurricane with all this chaos going on around, but I was able to find this peace. And again, for three nights while fasting in the cold desert, man, it was insanely challenging, Soraya, but I did it. I made it through. And because of that, I feel like I can do anything. And I took that experience and I've learned from it and I've, I've helped develop myself to a person now that is free to do and achieve whatever it is that I choose to do or achieve. So it, for my lesson again from night three was yeah, going through challenges, going through hard times. You can't go around them. You got to go through them. Yeah. And the greatest thing is, is God puts the best things in life on the other side of fear. Yeah. And fear is a very big part of things that, that people don't deal with you know they 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 try to just kind of hide away from it and for some people maybe that works but i mean if you want to have that spiritual progression you need to deal with your your deep fears and figure out why they're there and and also the the fears you don't even know are there exactly exactly that's that's well said the fears that you don't know are there you know that fear is is it's a, it's a low vibrating energy right and and the one thing that i learned about fear is that fear fears itself. And what I mean by that is that fear actually fears that it's not going to be able to make you fear any longer. Hmm. And then once that happens, that when we get to the point where we no longer fear, I mean, damn, uh, the, you know, the, the, it's the possibilities, the, I mean, things are infinite, you know, for you. You know, when, when we're able to vibrate on that that level of knowing how to control fear. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, I'll never be afraid or have fear again, but it's all about how knowing how to react, how to how to control it when, yes. when it comes, you know. Yep. The, the, the thing that was basically taught to me by whatever I deal with was how to step outside of it. Yes. You know, so it's like, oh, you're afraid? Great. Step outside and think logically. That is so important. That is so important. And that's another thing that I learned as well is learning how or knowing how to be an observer. Yes. Right? Just observing. In fact, during the ayahuasca ceremony, I had a, a conversation with what I what I think was my higher self. Right? And it was uh, a conversation in which... It was almost like a tough love conversation where my higher self told me that, hey, man, you know, this is what you must do if you want to have uh, even more freedom. If you want to live a, a life that is grounded in love and, and grounded in peace, you know, knowing how to control that fear, uh, being led by the spirit, um, knowing how to deal with those uh, times of of, uh, of grief, those times of uncertainty, you know, no doubt in my mind, man, um, the most high, the father has equipped each and every one of us with all the tools we need 
to fulfill our plan, our mission here, because I think without a doubt, we're all here on a mission, you know, well, well, most of us, I, I kind of also have a thought that everyone you see walking around, it looks like a human isn't a human, but that's another conversation. <laughs> so, so, so they're not player characters is what you're saying? <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. A little bit of that, little little bit of possession shit. Maybe maybe in the alien bodies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Again, there's nothing really off the table because we don't know. There you go. There you go. You have to have that open mind, right? And and this conversation is not for everybody, man. It's something I've, I've learned over the last eighteen months as well, man. <laughs> well, that's you know, true. And that's okay. That's okay, man. You know, it's definitely you know without doubt for people like you and I and and in your listeners and my listeners that you know I like to call have the, uh, the eyes to see and the ears to hear, man. So. Right, right. And uh, so one of the things we skipped over, what exactly is the gateway meditation consist of? So it's a, it's, you know, I, I just have the basic one, you know, you, you know, people, if they really want to get into it, they can go to the website and uh, to the, to the uh, Monroe Institute website and buy their materials that you can even fly there as well and, yeah. and have these freaking like week long sessions with them. But it's a guided meditation that uses by neural beats. And, uh, you know, there, there's talking by, uh, you know, the instructors. I, I used the one that, that Monroe actually did back in, uh, back in the day. And, uh, he, he starts off with, with having you do these deep breaths and having you, uh, uh, imagine yourself inhaling positive energy and exhaling all negative energy. You also go through a, through this thing where you take all your fears, worries, and doubts and put them in a, visualize yourself putting them in a uh like a box a lock box you put them deep down in there and then you you go through these series of words where you say i am more than my physical body uh you know and it just talks about i uh, i am able to uh you know go go to other dimensions and then you you kind of ask for protection as well from any type of evil entities and uh then he plays this then this music or this these beats, these yeah. binaural beats are played, man. And then you you just you, you take off, man. Um, and I'm so glad you're familiar with it, which but I'm not surprised by. Uh, but, you know, the government, the U.S. Army, their special intelligence unit sent uh, their their scientists to to speak with Monroe back in the 70s. Man. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You know all about it, man. Then they the government weaponized it to, to spy on the Russians and the Chinese. <laughs> yep. So that was the whole project Stargate thing. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, and have you heard this? I, I learned of this uh, probably earlier this year, but I heard that the CIA, they, they do it. They, they have these out of body experiences. They're, they're agents and they, they're actually trying to map the spiritual world. Have you heard anything about that? It sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's something you can actually map. I know that's, that's the thing. You know, it, it was on a, on a, uh, on another Rogan, Rogan had a guy on on his show that was talking about it. That's what it was, yeah. But yeah, there, yeah. So, but but yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. I don't know how that's possible because it just seems like that would just be infinite, and it just seems like it would just change constantly. So who knows? Right, and it's different for everyone. So how do you how do you, I mean there are similarities certainly, but right. you know, no one has the exact same experiences. You look at near-death experiences, and you have like, oh, yeah, a lot of them consist of these things, but then you have the ones that don't consist of any of those things. 
Right, right. So that's the thing, man. We're talking about the paranormal. When you're talking about the spiritual world, man, like anything can happen and everything is infinite. There, yeah. there, I don't, I don't want to say there are no rules, but I mean, definitely far outside of, of what we, what we know. And, and another experience I had too, I forgot about this one. So when I, I'm in the, you know, in the air, Phoenix area now, but I, I used to live in California, San Diego. This is probably back in 2015, 2014, 2015. I remember coming in from work and, uh, I sat on my bed. I don't know. I may have had a rough day, had some things going on in life at the time. And uh, I, I spoke out. I said, I want to know truth. I asked God. I said, I want to know truth. And I tell you what, Sariah, just like you and I are talking, man, I heard an audible. I was told nothing is as it seems. Yeah. And that kind of was like the uh, the jump starter for for this, this, this journey I've been on for the last six or seven years, which kind of obviously intensified in, in 2020. So. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I'll always say is that, like, we don't know what reality is. We don't know what life and death are. We don't know what we are, you know? So, I mean, it's hard to put any kind of limitations on this stuff and say, oh, this is real and this is not, and this is how things are, or to map, you know, even our real world, much less the spirit world. Right. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. and that con- and that concept of infinity is not something we can wrap our brains around. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. It's it's not, is it? It's not it because I mean, when you think about it, what it what is infinity? What is it? Yeah, and we think we know what it is, but when but- you when you really try to conceive of something going on forever without end, our brains just don't do that. Yeah. Exactly, because we we're just naturally programmed to put limitations on damn near everything. Yeah, you yeah, know, everything. So, but that yeah. that's that's like there's there's a one theory of the universe that says it's always been here that there wasn't a big bang. It's it's a uh, constant state theory or something like that. Uh, that the universe just always has been and always will be, which I mean makes as much sense as the big bang theory, really. And it's like when you try to put your brain around that, it's like, how do you do that? You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. You know, and that's that's the thing, man. It's, I mean, sh- and any, anything's possible, man. That's that's kind of the, one of the mantras I live by, man. So it's not too much that surprises me, especially after some of the experiences I've had. Um, you know, the ayahuasca experience for three nights, and then uh, I had some some other pretty what I think are interesting experiences as well during my meditation. Okay. Uh, sessions in my in my closet there um so i I typically do my my meditations late at night uh well i did i i do them probably like at seven eight o'clock now but i used to do them like at 10 11 o'clock at night and um one one uh one morning i woke up and I, i just felt led to uh to meditate right and i was like that's weird i usually do this at night it was it was probably like about i don't know eight o'clock in the morning and i get up out the bed and I just had, I just felt different, right? And my wife said, uh, oh, no, I went in the closet, okay, to do it. And then, uh, I, I, I don't know, I was in there for a quick minute, and I come back out, and my wife said, where are you going? I said, we're, we're about to find out, because I just knew, I just knew this was, I knew something was going on, right? So I go into the closet, I start the meditation, and then something comes to me and says, you're, you're, uh, you're going to, to Minnesota, I'm like, what the hell? Going to Minnesota? Like, oh my <laughs> God. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I begin the meditation and man, I got, you know, 
man, it, it just it got really deep and I was just really, really, really relaxed and, and, and feeling darn good. And all of a sudden I traveled to this environment where it's snow and, and, and I, I noticed a lake and I noticed trees around. And uh, then I noticed this this guy at the lake. He's crying. He's cold and he's naked. Hmm. And so I, I approach him and I say, what's up, man? What's 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 going on? You know, and again, I couldn't see my body. I I, I believe I was in, in spiritual form. So I wasn't talking to him. It was almost like it was as if we were having this uh, this conversation uh, without talking. Right. I don't know, right. Telepathy or what. But uh, he, he was he was going to commit suicide. Right. And so I said, you know, I, you know, I kind of felt like I started to panic. I said, no, man, don't do that. You know, you, you have so much to live for. Tell me about yourself. And, uh, you know, he was just crying and going through it. And then I, I, I kind of talked him out of it. I made him call the police. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, I, I hear the police coming a few minutes later. And, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm next to him. And then I could tell it obviously he was cold. So I like I, I was able to provide him like warmth. I, I somehow shifted energy okay. from 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 me to him to provide to pro- provide warmth. And then the end of the meditation came on with Dr. Monroe talking. And I'm like, damn, you know, I was like, because I know I was about to snap out of it. Right. Because mm-hmm. I know the meditation was about to end. And then I told him, man, I got to go. I got to go. And right when I was saying that. I saw the police lights and heard the sirens coming. So I thought to myself, oh, wow, good. He's, he's going to be all right. So fast forward, you know, then I finished up the med- med- meditation. So fast forward about two to three weeks later, and a very good friend of mine recommended for me to kind of talk to and, and, and mentor mentor this, this young man. And then when I saw this guy, Soraya, I said, damn, that's the guy I saw in my vision. And then, and I want to ask him so bad, man, <laughs> did you have this experience? Were you in Minnesota at a lake? But I'm like, I'm not going to say that. This guy's going to think I'm like nuts or something. Right. Because right? I didn't, didn't know about, you know. But, you know, him, he and I developed this relationship where I, you know, I was mentoring him and just helping him out. And he, he had became homeless and on, on hard times. And, and you know, he, he, he was involved with his, with his kid's mother. They had two kids and. Uh, she wound up kicking him out the house and he was mm. homeless, living in the woods, doing his thing. And he was, he was, you know, had a job and trying to work. He, you know, obviously didn't have a place to live. And, uh, you know, it was like we had these really cool counseling sessions, these vibes. And him and I are getting tighter and we're, we're cool. We're kind of like buddies, you know. And uh, at this point, you know, at this point, it was, you know, a couple months later or whatever. And then and I had told my my my, my good friend who who asked me to to kind of be like a counselor to him um about the experience I had, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was the one that asked him. He said, "Hey man, uh I think Jay uh you know, may have met you before." And the guy was like, "What?" He was like, "Uh well, you know, Justin, he's he's had these experiences, you know, with the spiritual world and this and that, he kind of broke everything down to him. And he, he said that he had an experience where he saw you at a lake in wintertime, naked and depressed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, 
the guy, the guy started crying, you know, he, he just he, he broke down and then he, uh, he he called me like the next day or wherever it was. And he said, hey, man, I heard uh, he said I, I, uh, Keith told me that that you had an experience where we may have met. And I was like, damn, he told you that <laughs> <laughs> and then he, was, he was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, he was like, yeah, man, I, I had that experience. I'm like, whoa, that like floored me, man. That floored me. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and to this day, man, I consider him a, a good friend. And again, this was just back in February, man, this happened. But to this day, we still talk and kind of been a mentor to him. And he kind of he helps me out with the with the podcast as well. And, you know, um, that's just one of those experiences where obviously you can't explain what or why. But so, just so- knowing you said what? So was that a physical experience? Like, was he actually physically at the side of a lake, or did he, was, he just he, he he was there? In fact, he was there with his kids' mom and the kids. Uh, they they were driving across across country, and they 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 made a stop. And uh, you know, they're they're not together anymore. I told you she she yeah. kicked him out, but they had they had this huge argument. You know, and, and at this time things had, they weren't in a good place, and uh, he. You know, he he just got so upset, and, and sh- that you know, he just wanted to to end it all, man, because he knew, you know, that things were coming to an end, and he couldn't face the fact that he wasn't going to be around his kids because his kid is like a year old, yeah. the other one's like two or three, and he just got got in this dark place, man. But uh, it's it's again, it's just one of those experiences where, you know something somebody or somehow just was able to connect us and, right. and you know, I, i've been placed in his life to 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 help him out and and now to this day this guy's doing so good and i'm not taking credit for 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 any of it like i changed to turn the guy's life around he did it you know he did it. I, I was just there to, to to be someone he could he could talk to and then obviously when when i go into my prayer and meditation i was praying for him and for for healing and you know and that's another thing too man i learned i'm a healer too uh so that's another thing that uh you know um i experienced which is something else for me so and, and i wonder in situations like that if we're connected to different people uh, even if we don't know them, like, uh, that there, there's ideas like the, the Seth material, Seth talks about us being in like family, spiritual family groups in, mm-hmm. you know, there's ideas that we reincarnate, uh, with the same other souls, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when you have kids who remember past lives and stuff, a lot of times they'll, they'll remember their current siblings, parents, whatever, but in a different yeah. context. And it's right. also, and I also wonder, like, because, you know, like you knew him now, if that somehow connected you to him earlier, you know, in, wow. a, in a retro causality sort of way. I never thought of that. That is that is a that's a valid point, man. You maybe bring up a good theory there. Huh. So I, I think I would I think I would say so, man, because he and I are we're like we're connected, man. Like, you know. Like that's you know we're we're connected we we definitely have a connection man we we definitely have a connection so wow that that's something else <laughs> so um so with all these experiences actually the bioral stuff I've had some interesting experiences with that I haven't used the the Monroe ones uh, uh-huh. I just used the bi- bi- bioral beeps and so for anyone who doesn't know what it is it's basically two different sounds in in each ear. 
So each ear is getting a different type of sound. And if you listen to either of them separately, um, it wouldn't necessarily do anything for you. But having those two different tones and, and vibrations of tones in each ear, it creates a third tone inside your head. Right. And that apparently has the ability to alter your brain waves. And yeah, Monroe is, I think, the first to experiment with that. I remember, yes. I remember about 10, 15 years ago, there was like a whole like, oh, kids are doing drugs with, with sound now scare <laughs> that, that the media tried to throw out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I can believe it, man. That good, good old media, they'll throw any and everything out there they can, won't they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there, and there, uh, were, there were kids making making some of these beats where they would take a, a very calm viral beat, and then after like fifteen minutes, it would become utter noise, and it would upset people. You know, like they'd they'd listen to it, and then they start crying because you know, like it, it was so disruptive after being in a meditative state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great, man. I, I mean, doing the meditations without doubt have been life changing uh, for me. Uh, you know, I learned about the. Well, more more in depth i should say about the about the third eye and yeah, uh yeah. You, you know i i feel that vibrating when i when i when i do you know when i meditate and throughout the day as well man you know so uh it's it's been it's been something man. <laughs> have, have, have you had any experiences with like ufos or anything like that you know uh i have not okay i have not i have not i've have had some 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 crazy dream about a ufo that seemed oh so real one time but as far as you know uh, <laughs> seeing something in, in this reality uh I, I, no, no no i haven't and i want to ask you man what are your thoughts on dreams i think there's there's a whole uh variety of what dreams are okay I mean, because there's certainly the subconscious dump you know the stress dreams where you're just working out stuff or uh you know, it's just stuff from your everyday life. Like you're at work, you're dreaming, you're at work, you know, things like that. And those are, those are kind of the meaningless subconscious dumps that scientists think all dreams are. Um, then you have the big dreams, the really big dreams, which tell you profound things where you're almost communicating with something else entirely. You have the, you know, the out of body dreams, you have the sleep paralysis stuff. Um, you have the precognitive dreams. There are, and, and like, I'll have just flat out communication dreams where I'm just given information. Um, yeah. You can share dreams. I've had that type of stuff happen before. So, I mean, there's so much different stuff involved in what people kind of just throw into one, one terminology of, oh, dreams, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's right, been your right. experience? Well, I, I definitely agree with all you said. I, I, have, I was uh, thinking about dreams recently and it kind of came to me that, it, it may be possible that when you when you go into dreams, when you, when you go into a dream state and you, you actually have have the dreams, you know, that you are you travel to a, another dimension, another reality where you see yourself living life and having these different experiences. Right. Because oh, I, I believe I believe that everything is happening simultaneously, whether it be the past the past the present and the future I, th I think it's all happening at the same time in fact i i'll go off on a limb and say that reality happens in in different lanes and what i mean by that is say if i'm sitting on the couch right and 
I say, man, I need to go upstairs and get a book to read. I've had that thought. I've, I've, I've released that thought into the universe. But then I say, nah, I'm just going to chill. I'll go get that book in an hour. I really don't feel like reading right now. <laughs> I think that there is a reality where you actually went upstairs and got yeah. that book. Yeah. You know? The multiverse <laughs> type of an idea. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, the, gotcha. I, I think that, I mean, yeah, there could be an infinite number of worlds out there that have every variation of everything we've ever done. But there could also be that that this stuff kind of guides us back to the place we're supposed to be. Like there there are certain key points in our history that we we need to experience. Okay, and it may vary how we get there, and okay. maybe some of us never get there. Those those are the ones you saw suffering, you know, because they didn't follow their path. Right, right, right. True, true. Like I was told, they they had the opportunities to make certain decisions, and they didn't follow the the path or what I what I think is obviously the light right you know yeah. and I, th I think man that's I think that's why we're here right I, I think that we are here to raise our level of consciousness you know and I, I think all of that should be based in in love for us to to evolve so to raise our level of consciousness, consciousness in order for us to evolve. And, you know, people talk about this great awakening that's going on, that's been going on over the last several years here. And I think we're going to see some pretty amazing things in, in due time, like over the next 10, 15, maybe 20 years where people are raising their level of consciousness and involving, you know, and, and it's going to be things that we've never experienced before. You know, people always talk about the doom and gloom. Oh, COVID and the jab and, and this, that, and the next. But I'm like, hold on now. Don't, don't forget about the light. You know, the light is not just going <laughs> to lay down. You know, this is going to be a battle. You know, we got a battle ahead, you know. And um, we're going to see some really, really interesting things going on. I think things will continue to get worse out here. You know, but I think uh, there's going to be a turning point. In fact, I think we've already seen a turning point to a certain extent where what I believe is a lot of uh, the veil is being lifted, if you will. A lot of a lot of truth is is coming out. And I think we're going to continue to see that. And I think there are going to be uh, be some key players uh, that will uh, be a part of, of of bringing those those changes about. Mm. The I, I, I guess the the downside of that is the way the media has manipulated people to such a degree to stoke that fear and separation between people yes you know and, and it's not not just the media but the media is a big part of it because that's where that message gets put out uh -huh. and repeated over and over again so you have right. these these huge divides between people that really aren't as big of divides as they think they are but exactly. they're focused on the differences. Oh, this person thinks a little bit differently than you. They're bad people. Rather than realizing that 90% of, of people out there agree on most of these issues, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You said it, man. People have been programmed to be divided. That's, yeah. that's exactly what's going on. Uh, no, no doubt about it. But my belief is that even with the media, 
I think the media would be exposed. I, in fact, I think and from what I hear and see with talking to people and and, and, and doing my show and, and being online and, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are, are starting to realize that about the media. Um, I, I think there are a lot of people out there, man. You know, um, they, they obviously are. You, you have the ones that that know if I see it on TV, it's true. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're always going to be those people, but. Um, I definitely think it's a shift going on. And, and there's there's always an older generation that grew up at a time period where the media was not simply a propaganda tool. Yeah, that's true. And that's they true. they have never adapted to the change in that. They they've never stopped and said, "Oh, you know, why why would they lie? You know that that doesn't make any sense to them. Their whole lives that you know you turned on the news for the news. Mm-hmm. Yep. And little do they know." <laughs> That somebody has an agenda. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're, they're very good at presenting that agenda, and that's part of the problem. They're, they're experts oh, man, they're at masters, it, you know? man. Yeah, they're masters. But see, that's that's what I was saying about a shift going on, right? Where, they, yeah, they are good at it. They are. They are. You know, that, that's that's what they do. But I think that it, this with this with this shift that's, that's, that's in place and that, that's going to get stronger, that people – a lot of people are going to have uh, discernment, be able to discern between the truth and the untruth, you know, and uh, man, it's going to, it's, it's going to, you know, it's going to be crazy, man. <laughs> some, some crazy <laughs> stuff, man. Some crazy stuff, man. Well, I, I, especially, yeah, especially after what's, what's been going on with this, this COVID stuff, man, yeah. these, these, uh, in the, in the vaccines and stuff, man. I mean, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not here to, to, to be political or have a political conversation, but I mean, it is life. Right. And, uh, you know, that goes right back to do, to the divide that you talked about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with the jab versus those who, who, who get it and those who do not. And, and yeah. you know, so much of that comes down to the government has lied about so much stuff. Why should we trust them? Exactly. Exactly. As with me, man, being an African-American, you know, my community, they're, they're like, you know, hell no, because of the Tuskegee experiment and oh, other yeah. experiments as yeah. well. Right. WHO, the WHO, they did an experiment back in the 90s, man, where, where they developed these pretty diseases here in the States and, and took them over to third world countries and injected children, man, yeah. doing these experiments, man. And, and millions of kids died, man. You know, but it's, 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 it's third world it's, countries. So, you know, we don't really hear about that we don't feel the impact of that yeah exactly exactly but again these are the type of the things that that need to be told and exposed to to where okay it's in our face yeah. and we're hearing it and it's going to be a hell of a job you know to to to, to make this happen but i believe it's going to happen because i definitely believe the light is going to rise uh but but the dark the people that are telling the lies the people are that are uh that that are that are in control currently um you know, they, they they think they they they're doing things. Well, they are doing things, but they think that you know. I'm sure they're going to continue to to get away with it, but they're not, man. They're not. When they talk about this is the new norm, I tell you what, they haven't seen the new norm. They think we're in the new norm. Wait till the new norm hits, and I don't know, <laughs> twenty, thirty years. It's going to be much different. I, I think this whole system uh, will collapse, and I think it needs to collapse. And you know, I think, I think we're we're headed there. Well, I, I think any system eventually collapses. Like there, there is no perfect system. So eventually, the cracks form and everything falls apart. No matter what 
what system you're using. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Um, and when you talk about truth, too, I mean, truth is also a very individual thing. That it is. I agree with that. Yeah. Now, it's, it's very individual, but then I would also say that there are certain, certain foundations to, to it, right? Just because of the way uh, we live and in, in, in the world we live in, you know. Um, but we all have different realities, man. Everybody's reality is, is different. That, that's for sure. Um, that, that's, that's a good point. It is it is very very individual. I'm gonna that's that made me think that really made me think. I'm gonna have to think about that some more later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and there are certain things like like the the concept of love is universal to everyone's truth, whether they realize it or not. You mm-hmm. know that interconnectedness of what that means. Yeah. And not everyone feels that because some people are just in miserable situations and they don't really get. And it's because it's not about like the typical type of love, but like the, the more uh, uh, divine sort of feeling you get, like the type of stuff people ex- you know who have near death experiences come back talking about. Yes. Yes. That divine love. And that's that's what it is, man. That's that's where the power, the true, the true power is in that that divine love, which is. In my opinion, the most powerful energy. Yes. Yeah. Everywhere, anywhere, you know. So. And and it's a completely ineffable feeling. You can't describe it to someone. They have to experience it, and then they go, "Oh, mm-hmm. all right, then." You know. <laughs> That's what you were talking about. <laughs> now this all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is something else. It is something else. <laughs> and I know you've experienced that. I, I remember when you were, you were on the Hidden Gateway podcast back in March, man. You talked about uh, some experiences you had. Uh, if I remember correctly, you had a, a NDE, right? Uh, I didn't. I had a vision of an NDE. That was the freaky thing about it. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Good yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on that on this or that on this show. Yeah, I. Uh, I woke up one day and I was laying in bed wide awake and suddenly I'm driving my car. And I was like, what's happening? Did I just fall asleep driving? And I'm like really freaked out and I'm, I'm, it feels like I'm driving my car. It wasn't a dream. And all of a sudden the front end of the car like collapses and the car flips and flips me into like a, a bridge embankment. And Ooh. I felt just agonizing pain. Like I felt like I was crushed. And a few seconds later I went numb. And then I'm looking down on the car, just like wrapped around this bridge embankment. And I'm like, crap, I'm dead. <laughs> and then I got that feeling, that, that sort of ineffable feeling of like love all around me. And I was like, whoa, what is, <laughs> what is, and then suddenly I'm back in my body. And this voice says into my ear in four years at the end of the year, four years at the end of the year. And I was like, is that a warning or is that what's going to happen? Mm. And I mean, I still, to this day, don't know, but near the end of that, like maybe three and a half years on, I had this car and uh, I got the brakes changed on it and I'm driving along and it's like, it's not, I keep smelling like burning rubber, like the brakes are not set right. And I take it back and it was actually my dad working at the mechanics at that, that day. And he's like, really? Okay. Let me, let me put it up. Let me take a look. And he's looking at it. He's like, holy crap. And I'm like, what? He's like, your wheel's not attached. And I'm oh, like, my I'm like, what do you mean my wheel's not attached? He's like, there's almost nothing holding this wheel on. He's like, that's, yeah, the car's done. And I'm like, great. And I'm like, wait, what would have happened if I was doing, I don't know, say 60, 65 miles an hour with that 
wheel, he's like, oh, you would have died. The whole car would have flipped. Mm. Wow. And I'm going, okay, so maybe it was a warning. <laughs> like I never, I, to this day, I don't totally know what, how I was supposed to interpret that, you know? That is, that is something, man. That is something. But that feeling it, was so intense, like all of it, like it felt real. None of it felt like, you know, something like I dozed back off and had a dream. Right. Right. That's kind of, that's how it was for me, man. When I, when I had that experience where I, I went to the lake and, 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 and saw, uh, my, my friend there, man, it was very, very intense, not even just considering the situation, but just to, uh, just to be in that, that reality and, and to, it, it was just, man, I, I sometimes have trouble even describing the, the, the feeling I had, man, um, it was just, it was, it was, it was, I mean, shit, unreal, man. And it was even more crazy a couple weeks later when I actually met the guy, saw right. the guy, man. Right, like, yeah. God. I would have been, <laughs> I would have been really disappointed if there wasn't a follow-up to that experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other experiences come to mind that we should get into? Wow, man. Um, you know, uh, I had experience with my wife where uh, we were in our bedroom, and um, I, I, I don't, I, I just reached out to hug her, man, and we were just embraced for for literally like two minutes, and I saw our our spirits. And they, they, as we were hugging, like it was as if our spirits were hugging, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden, the spirits merged. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, oh my goodness! I'm like, like, wow, look at this, right? And then I let go of my wife, and then she has this look on her face, and I, w- I wanted to tell her what what I experienced, right? But she, I saw that she had this look on her on her face, so I thought to myself, well, ask her. And then I said, well, uh, I said, what, 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 why are you looking like that? She was like looking in shock, shock and awe. I said, what? She's like, oh my God, it was like we merged. And I just, man, <laughs> dropped to the floor, man. I just dropped to the floor. Cause I, and that's the thing with me, man. I have, I have these visions. I have these visions, man. And they're, they're, they're very, very, very vivid. Um, I, I, uh, I one a guest on my I had a, a guest on my show. She lives in the UK. Her name is Yasmin, and she's a channeler and uh, also a psychic. And I had this this meeting with her, and you know we were talking and you know just kind of going over thing over things about uh, <clears throat> about the uh, the up, upcoming episode. <clears throat> excuse me, what we were going to uh, discuss. And so she was kind of getting, getting, getting into things, telling me what she does. She says, I, yeah, I channel, I channel spirits. I'm like, wow. Okay. And she's like, you want to try it? I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's try it. So, um, she says, okay, um, get quiet, close your eyes, put your feet down, take off your shoes. And I want you to get grounded. Okay. And we went, we did these series of, of, of deep breaths and spoke a few, few calming words, if you will. And, um, she said, you know, she said something about, uh, Martin Luther King, you know, she said, I want to, I want to, I want to, uh, I want to channel 
Dr. King. No, no. She said, I think she asked me, like, who, who, who's, who's a great person in history that you would love to meet? I said, Dr. King. She's like, okay. So I'm going to channel Dr. King. And then she, she did this thing where she did these breaths and she got really focused. And then she said, okay, he's here. And she said, I want you to tell me where he's at. He's like, he's, she said, he's standing on one, on, on one of your shoulders. He's standing like behind you. Is this your left or your right shoulder? I want you to tell me which side do you think he's on? So I just thought about it. And then all of a sudden I got this warm sensation feeling in my, on the right side of my body, like in my shoulder, upper chest area going down to my back. And then she said, uh, cause I had my eyes closed. So she said, I want you to raise the hand or where you think he may be. So I raised my right hand. She said, yes. And then so she tells me, she says, he has a message for you. He wants you to speak your truth, to really open up your heart chakra and your throat chakra and speak your truth. You know, and I'm like, speak, what are you talking? I'm thinking to myself, what are you talking about? He wants me to speak my truth. And he wants me to to not be afraid to to stand up for what's right and wants me to 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 stand for freedom and and, and justice and all these things. I'm like, dude, I'm not Dr. King, dude. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, Or, or, or Superman. And, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> come on. Come on. And this was like back in, I think this is around the time I spoke with you, man, like February, March, right? Early spring, late winter, early spring. So I, at that point, I had been doing the podcast for maybe three months because it started in December 2020. And so I'm, you know, I had you on the show and all these other great guests and I'm doing this thing. But man, I tell you what, all of a sudden, within the last 90 days, my focus, well, I shouldn't say 90 days, probably a bit longer than that, probably maybe close to closer to six months now. Now, probably three, four months. That's probably probably a good, good estimate. My, My focus has shift to standing up for freedom and you know, truths and all that just because of what's going on in the world. So I don't know if it's like, you know, because of what's going on in the world, if that's what I'm doing. But I would have never I imagine I found would have had, you know, been in a position where I'm standing up for 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 rights of people, whether or not they want to get a freaking jab and, you know, the mandates and all this other stuff. Right. And right. again, I just been, you know, manifesting all this stuff. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to have as I told you earlier, Dr. Robert Malone on my show a few weeks back. Yeah. And I just found out yesterday that I'm going to have freaking Robert Kennedy Jr. on my show next Friday. Really? Yeah, man. Next Friday, I interview him, man. And so it's just like, I mean, I just started my podcast in freaking December, man. <laughs> I interviewed Tommy Chung a couple weeks ago. Uh, oh, Chris nice. Voss. Um you know, I'm like, dude, all this stuff is just happening. So, you know, I don't know. Was it? I don't, I don't think it's luck. I, I just think that there's a higher purpose here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm allowed to have these experiences. And like everybody, man, I'm I'm here for a plan. And by no means am I calling myself Dr. King or I'm going to be Dr. King. But you know, I, I do believe I'm here to 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 do some good, man. You know, and on what level, I don't know, like we all are, whether or not we choose to follow that path. But I've been become aware of the path and now I'm, I'm on that path, man. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and, and you're dealing with your fear and that's usually fear is yes. generally the thing that leads people down the wrong path. 
Yes, yes. There you go. You bought it home with that, Soraya. You really did because I'm dealing with my fear. And now I'm able to kind of control that negative energy, that little vibrating energy energy, and not let it control me. And now I'm able to, to uh, in a sense, uh, make my dreams come true, which I never even knew were my dreams. But doing this whole <laughs> podcast thing is like... Oh my God! You know what I'm saying? It's 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 great. I'm just I'm just loving the experience, man. So I'm just really looking forward to 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 what's to come. And and it's not even about me, man. You know, it, it, I am I, I am here on a, a plan, a mission to to help people, man. I've always been the type of guy that that uh, that serves, like this helping this helper, right? You know, very very selfless, you know, and. Um, you know, again, I don't want people to get the wrong impression on me. Like I'm saying, I think I'm all this or trying to toot my own horn or nothing like that. That's not the case at all, man. I'm just simply sharing my experiences. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. And you know what, what people can take from that, what they will. But, uh, I, I just know that I'm out here trying to, trying to do good works for, for humanity. And, And you have an autobiography coming out. Yeah, I sure do. Uh, it's called in the eye of the father, a memoir of faith and redemption. And uh, it it goes through obviously starting when 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 I was born, my mom she had a vision, uh, you know, uh, while she was pregnant with me, where uh, she was in a in a cat in a in the back of a a hearse. She was dead, and then uh, she was my father was driving the hearse, and then this black wave of water went over the the car, and so she's. Again, that F word, that fear, right? She got scared. She's like, oh, my God, is something going to happen with me when I go to give birth? You know, guess what? Yep, something sure did happen. Uh, my mom's uterus burst because the uh, because of uh, a ne- negligent doctor. Oh. Uh, it was a malpractice uh, type situation. Uh, this is back in 78, in Sylvania, Ohio, Flower Hospital. And I was a big baby, man. I was like 10 pounds, hmm. you know. So she had a very hard, very challenging uh, time delivering me, even giving birth to me. And so the doctor made her do this, uh, do this move where he, he had her put her, her knees to her chest and he made her rock, like rock back and forth. And that burst her uterus, man. Oh, he, man. he got nervous. He panicked. She started to bleed out and she almost died. So I didn't even meet my mom, man, until freaking like a week later. Um, wow. And then on top of that, my father was a was an alcoholic. He was a Marine. Mm. Okay. He, he went to the Marines at 16. This is back in the fifties. And, uh, you know, obviously things are different. You can't go into the service at 16 nowadays. Right. Right. Uh, he experienced a lot of racism. Uh, he was fighting every day, people peeing on him in his sleep, all types oh, of stuff. So geez. he, he developed a lot of, a lot, a ton of neg- negative energy, a lot of anger that he carried with him, um, all his life, not only sure. because of what he experienced for four years in Marines, but there were some other things as well. Um, he had a, a, a kind of a rocky relationship with his mom and him and his dad had a real bad relationship where they, they got into a fight in the 70s and his dad wound up cutting him on his arm. And they didn't speak for like 30 plus years, uh, right up until my dad uh, died. When my dad knew he was dying, he reached out to my granddad and you know, said, hey, he kind of wanted to make amends there. But uh, he was an alcoholic, man. And uh all that negative energy, that anger, it, it, it came out on my brother and I, as well as my mom, you know, yeah, a lot of, yeah. a lot of physical abuse, uh, a lot of verbal abuse as well. Um, I remember one time my dad told me to take a shower. He worked midnights or afternoons, I should say, you know, we lived in Detroit area. So we worked for General Motors, like a lot of people do the big three. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I said, OK, I'll take a shower. He said, make sure you take a shower by the time I come home, like 11, 12 o'clock at night. It was like summertime. So I'm like, man, I'm like 10, 11, 12 years old. Not thinking about a shower. I'm playing with my friends, going outside, playing Nintendo, all that stuff. And 
So my dad pulls up, heard his car. So he had this loud muffler on his car. And so I looked out the, the window and my heart started just racing. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't take a shower. And what is he going to do? Because my old dude, man, he's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, man. You never know what you was going to get, man. He mo- could be the most lovable guy, coolest guy in the world, give you the shirt off his back, do anything for you. But, man, once he start hitting that bottle, man, he, he turned into a demon. But uh, so he comes in the house, you know, obviously drinking on the way home. He kept a little bottle of peppermint schnapps underneath the car for his, his, his long ride home back to the house at, at midnight. The first thing he asked, did you take a shower? I said, no, Dad, I didn't take a shower. So punches me in the chest. I fall down on the ground. Goes and grabs. Uh, it's a stuff called V8 hot oil treatment. You put it in your hair. I'm not okay. sure if you ever heard of that. Yeah. But you have to run that stuff under hot water, right, to warm it up. He boiled it on the stove. Oh. He grabs me by my, my, uh, my shirt, turns on the hot water in the bathroom, and then takes that boiling oil and just pours it all on my head, my scalp. And I'm just burning and lost hair and I'm crying and I couldn't do anything. I'm like 10 years old. My dad is strong Marine dude. I was going to try to fight him. And then other times, man, where he would just beat us. But I tell you what, as much as the uh, physical abuse we went through, the verbal abuse was even worse. That's that's the verbal abuse was what really messed me up. Right. So I had this experience with my father. I had some other experiences as well where I, uh, you know, dropped out of high school, you know, hanging around the wrong crowd smoking a lot of weed, drinking, like 14, 15, 16 years old, yeah. um, all types of stuff, man. Um, then I had a son. My son, my oldest son, was born when I was 19, so I was a single father. Uh, he, uh, myself and his mother, we were together up until he was about five years old, and then uh, he came to live with me full time, and, uh, you know, I had my struggles with that, you know, at th- that time I was in my early 20s. And then, uh, you know, just working various jobs, uh, talk about in the book, talk about, you know, how I was raised in the church and what type of effect that that had on me um, and uh, some other experiences, you know, uh, as well. It's, it's a lot in there, man. Okay. And then I kind of wrap it up with, you know, my ayahuasca experience and um, what I'm doing nowadays. And um, it's, I like to think of the book as a template to help others. Um just right. saying that no matter no matter what you go through, no matter what you experience. And, and you know, my my my, my childhood and, and was very rough, um, you know, and, and I'm sure there are others that say, hey, man, I wish I wish my childhood was like that. I'm very aware that people go through much worse. But right. that was my reality. That was my experience. And I know how that affected me, you know. Yeah. Um, but again, it comes back to love, regardless of everything I went through with my father. I come to realize that I had to go through it. I don't, I don't even look at it as being a bad thing because of what I because of what I experienced that shaped me to become the man who I am today. You know, and I know that sounds cliche, but man, it, it, it is true. And um, in fact, I don't I don't really even believe I mean, yeah, bad people think, you know, bad things happen. But I mean, man, it's a lesson in everything, man. Yeah. You know, it's a lesson in everything, you know, and, and that's really the way that I look at it. And that's how I deal with it to go through it instead of going around it or, or just completely trying to, or, you know, just completely, completely trying to avoid it. So um, uh, these 43 years of my life, man, I've been very fortunate to have some experience that have taught me well. And well, I've gained a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge from and um, I've come to learn that everything, absolutely everything is divinely ordained and everything happens for a reason. And we are to take those reasons and try to understand and learn from them and then 
pay it forward in, in some type of capacity. Yeah. So uh, where can people find the book and the podcast? Yeah, man. So the, the podcast, um, the Hidden Gateway podcast, um, you know, I'm on YouTube, I'm on, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and all the uh, major podcasts, you know, networks, uh, uh, platforms, I should say. Um, the book will be out next month, November 10th, and that can uh, be purchased on uh, Barnes & Noble uh, website as well as Amazon. All right. Well, I, I thank you for coming on and talking about all this stuff. Hey, man, I thank you, man. It's, it's really great connecting with you again, Soraya. Uh, man, I have a lot of respect for what you do. And I know you've been you've been at it a long time, man. And, and one thing I've come to learn, hey, man, it's, it's, it's work, man. It's work, but it's, it's work that I enjoy. So, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And then you, I, I see what you do and what you got going on, man. Hats off to you. And uh Nothing but but respect for you, sir, and, and and thank you so much for allowing me to uh, to come on your show for a bit, man. This has been been fun, been great. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you. I want to take a moment here to give a shout out to all of my Patreons, especially those pledging ten dollars or more every month. Allison Cook, Super Inframan, Eric Hervin, Tim. Andrew Nichols, Hundredth Monkey Project, A.E. Guy Quinta, Alex Whitcomb. Alfred Tuttle, American Rambler, Andrew Maines, Barbara Fisher, Beverly Williamson, Big Boy Limina, Charles Davis, Charles in Florida, Land of the Crazy Incommunicable, Chris Ernst, Craig Sisternos, Craig Parmenter, David Moore, Denise Sarek, Diane B., Dominic O'Malley, Duffy Doubter, Edu Camahort, MTK, Eric Citron, Eric Todd, J. Otto Bullet, James Lattimore, Johanna Rojas, John Bracken, Carla Mahoney, Kevin, Kevin Shrek, Kevin L., Layla Malden, Linz Jackson K., Luke Osborne, Mark Bowley, Mark Brady, Matt in Delaware, Patricia W., Paul Jeffries, Ray Benedetto, Riker and Stark, Roger Gonzalez, Sam Sharon, Sedgeter, Stone Wilderness, Tactical Therapist, Taylor Bell, 36 Dingo, Tyler Glimstead, Walker, Will Gebhard, Will Powell, William Lovelace, Rand Collier, Stephen D., and Vincent Trewell. And an extra special thanks to Vincent for writing up recaps of every week's show. Thank you all so very much. You really do make this show possible. All right, if you enjoyed that, uh, check out his podcast. And uh, sometime early on, I was, I was on that. So uh, you can check out that show as well, if you're interested anyway. So um, there's no Patreon segment for that, but I got some extra Patreon stuff I'm going to be putting up. You can become a patron. It's only $3 a month at wheretheroadgo.com. Just click on the Patreon link, and you get extra stuff all month long, continuations of shows, some extra shows, uh, and little special gifts here and there. I'll see you next time. You have been listening to Where Did the Road Go? This show is made possible in part from our Patreons, and we thank you and everyone listening for helping us continue this exploration of the strange. You can always find everything Where Did the Road Go related at www.wheredidtheroadgo.com. And thank you so much for your support. <laughs>